Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us today. As we talk this morning, this Christmas week, I'd like to talk about carols. I hope you sing them. They're such a beautiful treasure of ways to praise God for this amazing event that we never want to allow to grow old, and that is the incarnation of Jesus Christ, the time when God became a man, actually became a little baby, grew up to be a man, and gave himself as a sacrifice for our sins. And this is what we remember and celebrate, and the world changes this week. I know it can be a time with a lot of stress, a lot of going on, a lot of having to get things right and and plan, and there's extra activities in your schedule, and yet this can be a time of, uh, and that can rob us of our peace, but we want this to be a time of peace and joy because we remember the true source of that joy. It's our Lord Jesus Christ. It's a reminder that in the midst of all the hullabaloo of the world and all the chaos of the world, there is a God, and God does love people, and God does care for us, and God does care for you, and we want to remember that today. One of the carols I want to look at, the first one I want to look at this week is called Away in a Manger. And maybe you know this, this is one of the, here in America, this is one of the songs that kids learn in Sunday school early on. They learn in church. They Maybe their mother sang it to them. Hopefully it was a lullaby that helped put them to sleep. Uh, parents may sing, Jesus loves me, this I know, and away at a manger. Two of the more popular songs for children to learn, for mothers to sing. And indeed, dare I say at this moment before we look at this, Carol, let me remind you, that this whole time of we we talked in the last couple of weeks about passing on our faith to our kids and never underestimate the value, the importance of when you're putting them to bed at night to read to them, to sing to them, and to pray to them, pray with them, not pray to them, pray with them. Sing to them simple songs that help them fall asleep, that help them have pleasant memories. Don't let them fall asleep on their phones. Don't let them fall asleep looking at videos or playing games, things like that. Come on, folks. With your little children, with your little ones, help them fall asleep with hearing their mama or their papa sing a lullaby to them, say a prayer over them, give a blessing over them, share a scripture with them, read some of the Bible to them. These are important things that can help... uh, form their life, and as they fall asleep with these thoughts on their minds, that's so very, very vital. I really, as we've said before, I believe that people's lives, young people's lives in particular, children's, our families, their lives are shaped by the discussions at our dinner table and by the the last moments before they go to sleep at night. Those are the precious moments. Don't sacrifice them. Don't let go of them. Your conversations at the dinner table, don't let it be invaded by the television and everything else. Talk your conversations. Let them be beneficial, edifying, encouraging, uplifting and those last times before they go to bed at night. So with this lullaby in mind, I want to just look at it. And I've got a question which I raised in the thumbnail, and it comes from verse 2. Let's just go ahead and read it. Away in a manger, no crib for a bed, for his bed, the little Lord Jesus lays down his sweet head. The stars in the sky look down where he lay. The little Lord Jesus asleep on the hay. The cattle are lowing, the poor baby wakes. But little Lord Jesus, no crying he makes. 
I love thee, Lord Jesus, look down from the sky and stay by my cradle till morning is nigh. Be near me, Lord Jesus, I ask you to stay close by me forever and love me, I pray. Bless all the dear children in thy tender care and take us to heaven to live with thee there. There's some interesting confusion in the story behind this. A lot of people thought this was written by Martin Luther back in the 1500s. And and as this story spread in popularity throughout America in the 1800s, everybody assumed that um, that that uh, the, the Germans were singing. There's all kinds of uh, images of Martin Luther singing this to his own children, that this was a song he'd sung and that he'd written. And yet, as Americans traveled over to Europe and they traveled to Germany, they found that nobody knew that song, and that wasn't actually how it came to be. And so the truth is, whoever wrote this beautiful lullaby that's lasted now for, you know, two, three hundred years or longer, whoever wrote that um, did it anonymously, didn't ever took credit. We don't know. We won't know until we get to heaven, maybe not even then. But I've, I take a little exception with verse 2. The cattle are lowing, the poor baby wakes, but little Lord Jesus, no crying he makes. I know the scene is trying to suggest peace, that when Jesus came into the world, there was peace. And this is part of the promise of Luke chapter 2, where Jesus, where the angels came and spoke to the shepherds and promised that this is the Prince of Peace, that he would bring peace on earth, goodwill towards men. Jesus, remember, was born into a world of chaos. The Romans had uh, were oppressing the Jews. And remember, it wasn't long after Jesus was born that Herod sent and had the babies from Bethlehem all killed. He, this was a time of oppression. This was a time of chaos. This is a time of a lack of peace. Sometimes we forget that, and we, we, really, we, we, we wish for peace pleasant times and need to remind ourselves that our world is a fallen world. Jesus came into a very, very dark world. Jesus came into a world where some of the rights we take for granted, some of the comforts we take for granted were not there. They weren't there. And so he was there in his manger. And when he woke up, it says no crying he makes. And the reason I take exception with this is I ask the question, why do babies cry? Is it sinful for them to cry? Now, Jesus was without sin, and if it's sinful to cry, then he didn't cry. Was it, was it sinful? Was it ungodly? Does God show emotion? Does our Father in heaven, does he ever, would he ever cry? Would he ever have a sense of agony or lament or sadness in his life? So Roz and I were talking, babies cry, she's, she's a mom, and a grandma, and so she pointed out simply, babies cry when they have needs. Babies cry when they have needs. They cry when they're hungry, and they need someone to feed them. They're needy. They cry when their diaper's dirty, and they need someone to change it. They cry when they're tired, and they need someone to hold them, put them to bed. They cry when they want to be held. They cry when they're in pain. Did Jesus experience these things? You bet he did. That's the amazing thing about the incarnation. And I say again, we need to catch the wonder of this. Even though we know Jesus was a came to earth as a human, he never stopped being God. He is God in the He is God Almighty. 
but he laid aside his privileges as being the omnipotent, all-powerful, omniscient, all-knowing, omnipresent, able to be at all places at once. God, he laid aside these privileges, and he came to earth as a complete human being, 100% human. He became just like us, except he had no sin. Just like us, except he had no sin. Did he get hungry? Yes. Did he need to be fed? Yes. Did he need to be held? Yes. Did he need his diaper changed? Yes. Did he ever have pain? Well, I would assume so. We know by the time he got to the cross, he certainly did. I would assume throughout his life, Jesus experienced the same type of of pain that you and I experience. This is the wonder of the incarnation. We don't want to take it away that somehow he cried and that meant he was not really godly because the truth is he became just like us. That's what it says here in Hebrews chapter 2. Therefore, he, Jesus, had to be made like his brethren in all things so that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make propitiation or full payment for the sins of the people. Brothers and sisters, this is something we need to realize about Jesus Christ. He became just like us. He he is merciful because he experienced what we experienced. He experienced the emotional pains that you and I experience. He experienced the physical pains and difficulties you and I experience. He 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 suffered these things. He experienced the need to make ends meet, the need to earn a living. He had to learn, he had to grow. He had to be in subjection to his parents. He had to go through the same things you and I did, tested in all things like you and I, and yet he was without sin. He passed the test. At times, Many times you and I have failed the test. We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. He passed the test, and that's why he was able to make propitiation or payment for our sins. You see, he did not have to die. The Bible tells us the wages of sin is death. He did not have to die for our, his sins because he never sinned. He passed the test. He was able to offer himself as a sacrifice for our sins because we've failed and we've sinned against God. And so this is the good news. Jesus Christ, yes, that little child became, the Son of God became a little child, being held by Mary, being held by Joseph, needing, being helpless, being needy. Don't sugarcoat it. Don't minimize what Jesus went through by becoming one of us. It was the ultimate condensation. condensation it was the ultimate stepping down from a place of great honor on the throne of God and becoming a human, needy as he was. Shall we praise him for it? Let's do. Jesus, we thank you today for the incarnation. We thank you for today for the reality that you, the Son of God, inhabiting on the very throne of God, being worshipped by the angels from all of eternity, became one of us. We thank you you were needy. We thank you, Lord, you needed to be fed. You needed to be changed. You needed to be held. You became like us in all things. And we praise you, Jesus, that you, though you were tested, you were tempted, 
and you pass the test at all times. We thank you, Jesus Christ, that you were able to give yourself as the payment for our sins because you didn't have your own own to die for. So you were able to be a sacrifice for those of us and the sins we've committed. We bless you today, and we give you praise, and we thank you for the glory and the majesty of what this Christmas time reminds us of. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen, and amen. Moms, don't forget to sing to your children. Remember what we talked about early. Don't forget to sing these songs to your children. Hey, we have an answer to prayer I want to share on our on if you're here with us today, we have a this is a live stream we do. You might be watching later in the day or even listening to the podcast on the Apple Spotify or Google platform. You can do all that. But if you come here live, there's a chat goes on and and in there they talk everybody talks to one another. And, but often they share prayer requests and pray for one another and our friend Bensaki from India is going to be coming to the United States to go to school. And yesterday we were praying that he would get his visa and pass, and he did. And he'll be coming here within the next couple of weeks. He'll start school January 8th out in Arizona. And so that is an answer to prayer. We give praise to God and thank him for that. And I hope you will join us regularly. And if you do, if you come here at 8.30 a.m. live, you can be part of that chat, and people will pray for you. And we all need prayer, and it's always encouraging to know there's others supporting you. So glad to have you along with us today. If you are new, I hope you'll subscribe, like the video, and share with your friends. Let's grow a community. We all need to be encouraged by the Word of God every day, do we not? Tomorrow we'll talk about another carol. I hope you have a wonderful week. Let the peace of Christ be with you this day and on all week long. God bless you. I love you, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.